This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by BarkBox. And you fine folks can go to getbarkbox.com slash laser time and get a free month's worth of stuff for your dog. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we know how to get tang. I'm your host Bob Mackey, a different kind of mathematician and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Hello, in another more accurate way, I'm Henry Gilbert. <laughs> uh, and the ever careful, ever ruffled Chris Antista. Uh, I'm Dave Rudden and I have the right... What's that stuff? <laughs> Excellent. And today's episode is Deep Space Homer. I'll show him an animate <laughs> And today's episode aired on February 24th, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. <gasps> oh my god! Spread across the next week or so because the space shuttle Columbia successfully launches Whoa. five passengers to the space station. Ironically, the Bodyguard soundtrack wins Album of the Year at the Grammys. Kurt Cobain successfully recovers from his first OD. Oh no. While John Candy dies on the set of uh, Wagons East. Uh, Chris, oh. you, you owe me an old boy, Bobby. These are being cataloged. Oh boy! Thank you, thank you. Somebody is clipping all of these for a future compilation. I want to make sure they're all saved. I think John Candy may have been like the first celebrity death that really like hurt me. Yeah, like, probably made me sad. Like the, it was uh, too Uncle soon. He was in a bunch of kid shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, not our podcast, but last podcast on the left did a two part series yeah. on Kurt Cobain's suicide. It's very interesting. They talk about all the conspiracy theories too behind it. So uh, I recommend. I'm pretty sure he just killed himself. Uh, I mean, they don't believe in them, but they talk about them. Yeah, there's but some... I do think Courtney Love killed John Candy. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and Chris Farley. <laughs> but this isn't like the conspiracy theory that is true that all the monkeys that go into space learn how to speak English. Oh, that's true. Or that Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. Yes. but <laughs> Through the Shining. <laughs> Somehow. But Deep Space Homer is one of the best episodes of the show ever. I you think so? I, I think so. Okay. I love it, but I was going to ask you guys the conventional theory of what sucks about the Simpsons is Homer and Jobs this yeah. is this is mm. the sh- this could be the shark jump well this, internally yes. it kind of was. was and on the commentary they play it off as if it was a friendly spat mm-hmm. but I feel like Matt Groening was uh, as angry about this as he was over the critic oh, about really? this the choice. Crossover, you mean. Yeah, about the critic crossover because he wanted to keep the show fairly grounded and it get, did get crazy. But mm-hmm. sending Homer to space felt like a step too far for Matt, <laughs> and he still hate he still really really hates a few jokes in this episode, which His we'll talk about. In general, was once he goes into outer space, where do you go from there? Yeah, where do you go from there, and back to Earth. You definitely <laughs> you definitely feel like Oakley and Weinstein mm-hmm. also really hated it. Like Frank Grimes this was the job that put him in you you have been in space (laughs) i never been yeah Yeah. never been like that was them pointing out that a rational person would say how could this idiot actually go into outer space it's stupid that was the point well it was the plot of armageddon eventually (laughs) right but i do love this episode i think it's i think it's really funny wall to wall I think it's very good, and actually, it's based on the 1984 Teachers in Space program engineered to send ordinary people into space, and that killed a teacher on the Challenger. And then it was abandoned in 1990 because they're like, you know what? Going into space is fucking dangerous. And expensive. <laughs> and like every space mission is kind of a suicide mission in a way. And yeah. the, that, that was to get children interested in space by... Because normally when you go into space, this is what you, they, don't talk, they don't tell you about. Is a Actually, it's, there's a joke about it in this episode. It's a 
military mathematician, the most mm-hmm. boring human being on the planet. <laughs> so to the, to get something a kid could uh, impress upon or imprint upon, they decided to send a teacher into space. That was originally oh. supposed to be Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Big, Bird Spinney, yeah. Big Bird Carol Spinney was supposed to go into space. In the suit? In the Big Bird in suit? In the suit. Oh. Dude, it was going to be a big thing. That could That was... Not very close, but really close to exploding Big Bird. Yeah. Jesus the Christ. Uh, Look little... forward to uh, the third episode of 3010, by the yes, way. Yes, where we talk, we talk about, about Challenger. We talk about the Challenger mm-hmm. and the Chicago Bears yeah. winning the Super Bowl <laughs> all in the same week. That helped get America through the Challenger, the Super Bowl shuffle, yeah. I think. Well, they ta- yeah. actually, they talk about how they had they were so excited that they won the Super Bowl, and then by the time it was time for their parade, the Challenger oh. had put the nation in mourning. That poor dog. That is where NASA was left at here nasa had been the very exciting explorers of the space race mm-hmm. but into the 70s and 80s it got kind of boring yeah it just was mean, like yeah we did it you when know? the cold war ended the pissing contest was over yeah. i mean we it was won, kind of over so with the moon okay. landing yeah. for, for the most part i don't think we've actually had a launch for like five or six years yep. mm-hmm. well, yeah. and well there's been all these p- calls to pull back on nasa i'm of two minds on that that i do think i think it gets people to dream and mm-hmm. it is like we should be looking to the stars to mm-hmm. do stuff because that is after we fuck up this planet we gotta go somewhere <laughs> oppositely when i think of how much money it would take to build a house on the moon i think you could house every homeless person in america yeah. Yeah. for the price of making a there's a, a <laughs> house on the moon there's a great david cross joke it's like yeah. you can put on a man on the uh, put a man on mars put a man in a fucking apartment <laughs> do that instead <laughs> Well, I just like imagine being like some, giving an Aaron Sorkin speech about the glory of the space program yeah. uh, to somebody who's hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, I know you didn't get food today, mm-hmm. and your child died of a preventable we're disease. Explorers. We're explorers. We're explorers. <laughs> one day we're your great gran- men. <laughs> one day your grandchild could starve on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> this homeless person doesn't want to do a walk and talk. <laughs> but David Merkin, this is the only episode he is credited as the writer on. He wrote this one. This was his baby, and mm-hmm. yeah, that. Matt Groening said that it was, I think Matt Groening, maybe it was when he realized it wasn't his show anymore that he couldn't, he could have killed this story another time, but I think he, I get the feeling on the commentary that he tried to, and that ultimately it would have gone up to James L. Brooks to say, no, this is Merkin's show, and he makes his call. Yeah, Matt, Matt, it's a cartoon, Matt. Yeah, also (laughs) Remember that, yeah. Matt, it's been four years, you're a billionaire, just do something else now. And maybe that's when he started thinking about Futurama. I don't know. But, like, this is Merkin-y fan fiction. He, he yeah. legitimately says on the commentary, I put these people in here so I can meet them because he does I that, like these people. He does that a lot in his seasons. Very much. Yeah. And, hey, if I had a TV show, maybe I'd do that, too. So, yeah, I would, too. I would say, like, I like this musician. I should be on this show. The episode starts, though, with the Homer hoping that he will finally get an award. I hate these Worker of the Week award ceremonies. <laughs> Who even cares anymore? Everyone that works here has already got one. Except for... Hello. Well, today's the day for Homer J. I know I'm going to win this time. Yeah, how come? Union rule 26. (laughs) Every employee must win Worker of the Week at least once, regardless of gross incompetence, obesity, or rank odor. (laughs) Unions. Uh, yes. We have to mark but, every reference, and the beginning of the episode opens with a total recall parody when they're all walking yes. through the x ray uh, scanner, and Homer yes. has I like the, exactly that what that was. is. Yeah, Homer uh, has like the gorilla posture, like yeah. walking through. What I love is that they say two kids posed as an adult, and if you then were just to go back five <laughs> seconds, you do see them in line, and they, you're now like, oh, that is obviously two kids. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, visual joke. But uh, I also like that there's no point to it because, like, Uzi. 
pissed off. Like, yeah. They don't care. The cunts. Hi, Homer. Yeah. Is that a tape recorder? Uh, <laughs> uh, th- this was also me, uh, mm. student of the year. Yeah. There was a mandate that every student must or must win student of the Participation week. Participation true. That's what ruined your generation, Chris. <laughs> no, it was student of the week. And you'd win it and they would announce your name or the intercom and you get like a pizza coupon. And just, I was a terrible student, a terrible behavioral problem and just watching, but still like, come on, this has to be my time. And like, oh no, Betty, the third time. Congratulations. <laughs> but even if you knew it was fake, didn't that small amount of a praise it did. It like, meant, help you in some I way? I wanted it so bad, it's, it's, that praise. You know, in elementary school, it was one of those weirdly hurtful things, of course, with no recognition of my behavior being <laughs> the reason I'm not getting this. Mm. Um, I remember they had the quarterly like awards things and I got... I was so excited to get one. I got one for like most improved student because I really <laughs> slacked off at the start of the year and then tried and did a well. And when I got that award, my dad then told me, if you'd done good in the first place, you wouldn't have won that award either. <laughs> Talk to win. me when you get that most improved odor trophy. So, you know, if you want to know why I have a lot of issues. <laughs> it's, uh, but but the look on Homer's face when he thinks he's going to get the award, it's really good. Like, Carlos Baez is the director of this, except yes. for one key sequence, which we'll get to then. But Homer's just like, he's tapping his, his little book lights, mm-hmm. like, ooh, I'm going to mm-hmm. get it right. Baez was a good pick for this one. There's a lot of great action in it. Compadres... It is imperative that we crush the freedom fighters before the start of the rainy season. And remember, a shiny new donkey for whoever brings me the head of Colonel Montoya. We don't have hmm? what? And by that I mean, of course, it's time for the Worker of the Week award. I can't believe we've overlooked this week's winner for so very, very long. We simply could not function without his tireless efforts. Sue, a round of applause for... This inanimate carbon rod. (laughs) Inanimate, huh? I'll show him inanimate. (laughs) So the Colonel Montoya reference, do we know what that's from? No. Okay. I I found it. Oh, you did? A 2004 No Homers Club post led me in this direction. It's a reference to the Sam Peckinpah 70s film Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, where a corrupt Mexican military governor with the support of corrupt U.S. industrialists uh, vows revenge on the rebel Garcia, (laughs) and he offers a large ransom for his head. So wow. it is a veiled reference to this Sam Peckinpah movie from the seventies. That's amazing. Yeah, man. but what placing Burns once again in like the turn of the century? <laughs> yeah, and- uh, though Burns for his limited appearance in here is is is, is most senile. I'd say <laughs> he thinks he's somewhere else. Though listening to it in audio form only, that was the first time I heard Smithers. Same here. Actually, yeah. say words to it. Yeah, <laughs> this was when I finally got it. That when Homer says, "I'll show him an animate." He then stops yes. being animated. Yeah, that's a joke that's, I did not get until I, this viewing. That like, yeah, that's it's like, that's oh, that's good. smart. That's really smart. I'll show him an animate, and then he stops moving. This it's is great, like yeah. the apex of Homer having coworkers who are not actually workers. So there's mm. uh, Stewart the, the duck, <laughs> and you could argue Tibor. <laughs> and then the animate carbon rod's pretty great. Yeah. I love, I love him. He apparently appeared. His only other appearance was as in, in an org chart for the plant. In like, and, and you in know the gender, 13. apparently. Oh, Henry. <laughs> uh, you're right. I should have said they. After feeling disrespected at work recently, Homer's plight really spoke to me. Like, I just feel like nobody respects me. And feeling like not respected at home either. And, My bird disrespects me every day, so I hate it. And uh, it was too... I didn't collect the sound for it, but 
when Homer has the thing drawn <laughs> on the back of his head and is trying to look at it, the animation is so great of yeah. him turning around. It's even better than uh, Last Ex- Exit to Springfield, similar joke yeah. with him doing the same one. Yeah. yeah. Also, one of the more darkly comic moments of the show yeah. is them all laughing and then slowly realizing Slow. how stupid Homer is. And yeah. then he's not going to stop. Like, they're like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> even Bart isn't laughing anymore. He's like, Ugh. Homer's trying to relax on TV, even though it laughs at him, and that's how we get. That's how we learn about NASA. And of course, this could have literally millions of applications here on Earth, and everything from watchmaking to watch repair. Boring. <laughs> no, the batteries. Now let's look at the crew a little. They're a colorful bunch. <laughs> They've been dubbed the Three Musketeers. <laughs> and we laugh legitimately. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician. And a statistician. Make it stop! No, not another boring space launch. Change the channel. Change the channel! I can't! I can't! Hmm. You can never go wrong with the Tom Brokaw impression. And we laugh legitimately. Legitimately. <laughs> 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 I was too I was too articulate there. Why was there all the commentary? Why why I can't do Broca why Broca not Brockman? I mean why Harry now? Shearer is so great at his, Yeah, just the fun voice. Well they even the even the newscasters are boring looking. Yeah, maybe I think that was the and, Yeah. I mean guess the Tom Brokaw's voice is kinda boring. I find it funny more than boring, but like it does it it's but, very monotone, yeah. And, <laughs> and NASA's more of a nationwide thing, mm. not a local True. thing like Brockman. Though it did seem weird that Tom Brokaw would be on it when that's more of a thing. At the time, I thought I'd see on like C-SPAN 3 or whatever. Yeah. Like This really did capture how boring NASA felt then because yeah. it was like, oh, another space launch. Guess they're launching something else. This is like, about like, sorting tiny screws in space. You know, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I was captivated by most space oh, launches but we're from florida and they would sometimes yeah. divert the shuttle and fly it over the city oh, wow. whenever it, it came was back. more exciting in florida when yeah. you're like oh i see it in the sky i feel like nowadays people would ironically like it mm-hmm. you know how like um on how they have uh, the, like the art of painting or what whatever the, the, bob, the ross. bob ross on twitch yeah. like or mr rogers on twitch the puppy bull yeah the yeah puppy the puppy yeah. bull well you know as mtv found this out when they launched their network uh-huh. It's public domain, any space shuttle launch. We all you own it. it. <laughs> yeah, we, we pay for it. So anybody could air that on Twitch. Maybe that should be after yeah. the Mr. Rogers marathon is over. The next Twitch marathon could be every shuttle launch. But even, like, like um, I, it wasn't a launch, but it was a couple years ago with that, like, the guy with, like, the purple-colored hair at NASA. Do you remember that? The, and the crazy, like, sex shirt he was wearing? Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, no. yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Great. The and, guy and, in yeah. the sexist shirt and all yeah. that thing. Yes, I remember that. And it started I said all... sexy shirt, Henry. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Bob said a dirty word. <laughs> that's, a, that's a March, at least a versus Malibu States reference. Oh, uh, coming uh, up. According to... No, it's in the past, Bob. Oh, uh, in the past. <laughs> uh, apparently, also according to Wikipedia, that they actually... NASA did try sorting tiny screws in space in 2014. I feel like that's also a joke about government waste all being spent for a watchmaking and watch repair. It's like, there are a lot of jokes about government waste in there's these a, 90s shows. There's a, there's like three more government waste jokes in this episode. Yeah. Other than tragedy, I never really paid much attention to NASA yeah. as a kid. Like, you would think like, oh, it blew up again or another thing. Like, there was one, it, it, it blew up like about, what, 15 years ago or something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, did you ever have that feeling of like not knowing how to change 
means that back then you knew how to change the channel without a remote. You didn't like doing it, but Homer didn't want to get up. I think it's I guess a so. wonderfully framed sense of drama, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But NASA is feeling the same kind of pressure about the unpopularity that I think the Connie Chung Christmas is a it's a lame joke. A Connie Chung Christmas. It's weirdly delivered too because he like pauses before he said, "We've been beaten by." A Connie Chunk Christmas? Like, was there something else there before, maybe? And if or? there was a replacement, I was like, man, what was better than that? Yeah, like, I don't know. A knocking Connie Chung in 94 was yeah. just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a nothing voice, but I like Dan Castellaneta's space guy voice yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys know what a statistician is? What makes it different uh, from a math? Keeps track of stats. Uh, Gives you the lock of the week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the definition from Wikipedia is, oh, a statistician is someone who works with theoretical or applied statistics. The profession exists in both the private and public sectors. It is common to combine statistical knowledge with expertise on other subjects, and statisticians may work as employees or as statistical consultants. I checked out at Algebra 2, so uh, I'm good. I'm fine. I don't know. That sounds like a Freakonomics type yeah. guy, statistician. That's where all the statistician went. And I do, though, like that the NASA people all act like television executives. Mm-hmm. They're worried about ratings. That, that <laughs> joke later on, like, this is all to give us television ratings. That, yeah. that was so beautiful. So there's also, uh, coming up, there's a comment about in the 90s, it was very popular to have blue-collar shows. They kind of disappeared mm-hmm. into the 2000s as we wanted to be more escapist with our entertainment mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these shows, Home Improvement really wasn't one of them. I mean, they were they were a well-off family. Like, the dad was a TV star. Yeah, he was a TV mm-hmm. star. But like, not Roseanne. Yeah, he was but, a Home Improvement. Like, he his TV... His TV show was about building shit. Yeah, like, yeah. But like Roseanne. And and but Roseanne and just whatever the fuck Brett Butler was. Uh, Grace, Under Grace Under Fire and Married with Children, of course. These are all like yeah. kind of uh, upper, lower, middle class people like The Simpsons. You have the NBC like young New York people, but yeah. everything else was kind of populated by like, yeah. this is, we're pretending this is the Midwest. Just, yeah. Just go with <laughs> it. I mean, Roseanne captured it perfectly. I'm, Growing up poor in the Midwest, it was just like, oh, this is my life on TV. I'm like a dinosaur. I'm a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> so when they confront regular that when they watch TV, it allows David Merkin to do the thing he loves most, which is making fun of other television shows. The public see our astronauts as clean-cut, athletic go-getters. They hate people like that. Well, who do they like? Mm-hmm. Here are the most popular personalities on television or TV. I did it! I supercharged my riding mower! <laughs> oh, no. I've killed Wilson. Looks like it's back to jail for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tim Al. Let's have (laughs) sex. Uh, No pig. (laughs) (laughs) The toilet is next to the couch. (laughs) It's very accurate heating. I think it was. I forget which episode it was. There was a previous Mary the Children parody that was much nicer. It was, that was basically March in chains. Okay, but they basically wrote an, an accurate Mary the Children joke. Here they're making fun of how crass it is. But yeah. I want to talk about Home Improvement because this was the number one show on TV in 1994. It was in its third season, always in the number one slot. You know where this episode ended up on uh, in the Nielsen ratings? Oh, no. Deep Space Homer uh, of like 13th, or 32. 32. Whoa! Wow. And it was still considered a successful show because everyone was watching TV. Yeah, but it, yeah, Home it, Improvement. I think it does hold some kind of record adjusted for inflation I think the stars made the most money the show made the most money uh, the most people watched it I have no idea mm. why. I mean, it was just a an appealing show yeah. with an appealing main character. It's, it's that nice spoke to manliness. Show. I was a kid. Yeah. I, I watched it. I mean, I, I watched like I six my, years my, of it. My sister liked JTT. Oh yeah, yeah. the boy factor. Yeah. I just I didn't 
love or hated. It was just one of those things like, well, this is what they're giving us. And I learned yeah. that a lot of bears were turned on to Al Borland early <laughs> in life. So it had, hey, something for everyone. The mom was hot, too. My girlfriend's first crush, so I have nothing oh, to live really? up to. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that but, shit. But um, back to Jill for me. So yes. uh, Tim Allen. I never got that yes. until now. Tim Allen, his real name, Tim Dick, was arrested <laughs> in 1978 for possessing 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Pounds? Wow. He could have had a life sentence, but he named names. And he served two <laughs> years and four months of a three to seven year sentence. Mm-hmm. So, Got and, out in 81. And these days, he complains that being conservative in Hollywood is sort of like being a Jew in Nazi Germany. So, <laughs> what a you got a great shit, deal, man. asshole. Yeah. It's like, you should be in jail. Like, you should be in jail for yeah. the rest of your life. But now, yeah, he's like, I'm so victimized. I had a tea. Uh, people made fun of me because I went to the inauguration of Trump and and then they canceled my TV show after six years when it was not as profitable. The public Ooh. is worse than Hitler. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. What a f- <laughs> the public can't throw Tim Allen in a gulag. I wish. Uh, by the way, but so that was that then. comment you're about to leave. Just stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> please stop listening. So that, so that back to jail for me. Mm. It wasn't a secret that he'd been to jail, but no. it wasn't public mm. knowledge. It wasn't something everybody talked about. You'd so. read it in profiles like a rags yeah. to riches thing. They would cover up the the details of what happened. Like there, he had a drug bust and what happened here but now he's a big tv guy good for him but i do wonder if they had some inter channel problems with making fun of a fox show so directly with married with children i don't know they threw fox under the bus a lot it it just seems like they should have been more allied with mm -hmm. married with children because it was it was slandered for a lot of the same reasons as the simpsons and and holds up almost as well it's a really good show but it did get into cheapness like that yeah. toilet yeah. flushing thing was a real thing they did on the show like, like yeah was... he would go upstairs the toilet would flush and the audience would chant like scream you yes. know because oh, he'd come out buckling his pants yeah in the magazine hmm. yeah or they would have a there was briefly a toilet in their living room for one I, there was and I, this is apropos of nothing but i guess i'll just plug it i shot a video where i go to a japanese monkey park put it up on youtube and i got all this footage of monkeys fucking in the middle of this pristine beautiful <laughs> and so i I could, well, wouldn't you? I'm like, I want a clip of like an audience hoo-hooing them, <laughs> and I can't find it. I can't find it on any of my sound effects library. I, I wanted to sound like this because I keep forgetting obnoxious hooting and hollow. And it, I just ripped <laughs> it from this clip. So, like, if you see oh, that video, nice. it is just the audi- the Simpsons audience <laughs> of Married with Children. I assume you grabbed it from an episode where Kelly walks in and the <laughs> no, audience I got it starts from this screaming episode because like yeah. that was a lot harder to find. I got the Simpsons DVDs all over the place. By the way, I found this out recently. This is a very a little mm. off topic, but. I watched the MST3K new season, and they did a Jane Mansfield movie. Mm-hmm. I looked up who her children were, and first off, I didn't know Mariska Hargitay was her daughter. But another of her children got into Hollywood that we didn't know about. Her son, from her third marriage, was an actor, and his biggest claim to fame that we would know is he was the, the very specific voice he did the Married with Children commercials. Like, oh. Al, was, Al brought home his no. Dodge this week. <laughs> Only Al would have Guardian Angel, who's Sam Kinison. I know the voice. I can't do an imitation, but yeah. I know the voice. It's so specific. Yeah. So it, it's what made those commercials extra special. Like, oh, it's that voice. I know that voice. Uh, so they're trying to think of what who they're going to get on it. Uh, who will be their blue-collar slob? They're ready to do a very expensive-to-taxpayers search when they get a call. That's who we need for our next astronaut. I suggest a lengthy, inefficient search. At the taxpayer's expense, of course. Hell, I wish there was an easier way. <laughs> Hello, is this Nassau? Yes, Nassau. Good. Listen, 
I'm sick of your boring space launches. Homer then like yells at them a bunch and is is also looking for Tang, which is mm-hmm. his mouth movements are off mm-hmm. there. So I it was a replacement joke and I wonder what it was before. In case you don't know, I as a kid was like, what's Homer saying? I can find Tang in a mm-hmm. in a President Clinton store. can find it. It's it's right it's <laughs> right next to the Kool-Aid or the mm-hmm. IC. You will find Tang and in case you don't know, Tang actually predates NASA. Yeah. Hmm. And but it was just used on their flights, and then it, it was used in the first flights of like eating the Mercury program, mm. and then that sold them a million a million packets of sugar. Yeah, thanks to being the Tang thing. And now, after NASA stopped being cool, it just became like it's it's Tang. It sells. Mm-hmm. Well I enjoy some Tang else. now, now sure. and then. I, uh, I'm gonna go hunting for some Tang. Very <laughs> I, I I wish Dan Castellaneta would play this more drunk because he seems <laughs> drunk because he's calling them from the bar yeah, and yeah. they're like, "How did you get this number? Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He should. It should be him at the end of being drunk. Like this is his tenth beer. He's like, "I'm I'm finally gonna call NASA. Gonna let him know." And that is that's again Merkin saying. It doesn't matter how he got NASA's number or how yeah. Homer could call them to continue the storyline. He simply called but, them. I mean, for reasons we'll discover later, kind of this episode underplays Homer's drunkenness a little bit. Yeah, yeah because he is next to Barney, of course. Yes. Yeah, he kind of actually <laughs> and that's never why it took drinks. place in the bar because they had to discover Barney. Yeah. yeah. Also, fun fact: the creator of Tang, William A. Mitchell, also invented Pop Rocks and Cool Whip. That wasn't wow. fun. And the dessert uh, only known as Poon. <laughs> All right. It's made on. of chocolate. I'm I sorry. will also uh, increase the Poon hunt. This uh, I do think that line about Clinton makes it see, like, did this mean a different thing? Because he it's already was. It's a joke about pussy. It is, is it a really, joke like, that he's I, a womanizer. I, I can't like, imagine. I just, even in 94. Wanting to think it's something else. As a kid, I was like, oh, because he's fat and he likes big sugary uh, drinks. But even in 94, the jokes were Bill Clinton is a womanizer. I mean, when yeah. he was running for president, they were, too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but NASA decides to follow up. Oh, is this President Clinton? Good. I figured if anyone knew where to get some tang, it'd be you. Ha. Shut up! <laughs> Are you the person that called NASA yesterday? <gasps> no, it wasn't me, I swear. It was him! Sir, how would you like to get higher than you've ever been in your life? Be an astronaut? Sure! Well, welcome <laughs> aboard. I think you'll find that this will win you the respect of your family and friends. <gasps> Respect! Huh. No! It was me! I made the crank call! I do it all the time! Check with the FBI! I have a file! I have a file! I think hey, I better take both of them. <laughs> that that Barney line is my line of the show. I have a file is my line of the oh, show. Yeah. Let's combine well, them. It sounds like. That's the joke. That's the, the, I have a file. I have a file. The beginning of Simpson so like just self awareness though, yeah. like <laughs> Be an astronaut, sure. Because <laughs> I was bracing. I didn't remember it that well. I was bracing myself for the lame joke that yeah, was coming. I know. It, it's such a perfect setup of a bad <laughs> joke to be like, get higher than you've ever been. That even in like season four, they would have done a joke like, actually, I'm the governor. But in this time, he's like, he knew exactly that they meant join NASA yeah. and be an astronaut. It was a reversal of your typical Barney joke. You're right. Yeah, I, I love that. He actually knows what's going on for once. Uh. And that it it's a it is a smart way to fill the second act to create a competition between Homer and Barney. Yeah. Like and it gets it lets Homer and Barney kind of bounce off each other and oh well my line of the show is in the next clip, which I have definitely said a bunch of times. <laughs> Jim Wallace Associated Press. <clears throat> is this a joke? Well, far from it, Jim. One of these men will prove space travel is within the reach of a common man. Toby Hunter, Minneapolis Star. 
No, really. Is this a joke? No, Toby. <laughs> and no more questions about whether this is a joke. <laughs> I just love that. No, Toby. That line is in my head. No, Toby. <laughs> no more questions about if this is a joke. Yeah. So we missed one th- one reference, which was the the Simpsons traveling to Cape Canaveral via the Beverly yeah. Hillbillies, like, get up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. That's going to fall in a lot of deaf eyes. I yeah. don't quite get it, though, because, like, Cape... Florida is big mm-hmm. highfalutin place to go to. Mm-hmm. It was that just, no, no. I think it was just a, a simple one-off joke yeah, of them like, relocating. They somewhere. needed to communicate very quickly. They just had to. This is a Simpsons problem of Homer gets a new job, which is like. Mm-hmm. Don't explain how he left his job. Don't explain that he moved the whole family to Florida. <laughs> Don't explain any of that. Just have a quick joke of like, see, they moved down to Florida and now they're I mean, at Cape it's, Canaveral. It's the, the end. The beauty of not having a real location for Springfield because we don't know how far they yeah. traveled. And the, the sign joke is uh, they go to Cape Canaveral, formerly yeah. Cape Kennedy, formerly Cape Arbuckle. The joke is those two men were associated with, with rape and sex offenses. <laughs> oh, so, I know that Arbuckle yeah, one. It was yeah. Fatty Arbuckle. I think, I think oh, right. the story is he actually didn't do it. He didn't. He yeah, didn't. but. Uh, actors were not looked upon kindly in those days. Uh, it, it, it just a bizarre instance of I, I've been here a bunch of times to Cape Canaveral. Yeah, but that as a, a, a Lyndon Johnson as a tribute to his fallen friend renamed Cape Canaveral to Cape Kennedy for ten years, and then everyone's like, "No, nah, fuck that, <laughs> Cape Canaveral!" Like this that si- corpse is cold now. I just. I, <laughs> There was a lot of material if you grew up living in Florida and looking at educational material. Like, wait, where's Cape Kennedy? Like, it's, yeah. my dad, like, it's fucking Canaveral. How old is your textbook? <laughs> <laughs> there was a similar issue where... Gilda Radner, when she died, they started a cancer foundation in her name, and they had to rename it when, like, after after a, more than a decade of just saying, like, people don't know who Gilda is anymore, which was, it was a real oh. bummer to, that they, they had to admit that. Uh, okay, this, I think, is some of the, like, hardest acting Dan Castellanet has ever yeah. done. Like, you can, hear, you can hear the echoes in the room. <laughs> it's a My Boy's a Box scream. The only danger is if they send us to that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. That was our planet! You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a sense of the acoustics in the room, even. Yes. Just like, what is around Dan Castellaneta? <laughs> I, never, I never get tired of this as a huge Planet of the Apes film. That's one of... The spoiler is the most known thing about yes. the movie. Yeah, like you said, Chris, it's on the DVD cover, the it's Blu-ray on the cover. DVD, it's on yeah. the poster. It's on every new poster. Like, I mean, Spaceballs gave it away for me, so... Yeah, <laughs> but nobody minds. Mm. And it's, the movie still works, and I'll shut up about I, I mean, it. I think but, it, it's like... The movie's great. That's just uh-huh. like an extra cherry on top. It, is. it doesn't really matter. And, and and but this is one of two jokes that led me to believe like some does somebody really want to do Futurama? <laughs> there there have been Star Trek jokes, but not the songs in a specific situation. Oh yes, yes. Uh, it was parodied in Cable Guy. Well, before the Planet of the Apes quote though. Mm-hmm. It's always what they have to do for TV. He says, God damn you all to hell. Yeah. He does not say, God damn you all 
but they can't say goddamn on network TV. Like, I've seen more parodies with damn you all to hell, you're right. Yeah, but it is goddamn. It is what he says. And he takes and the, the Lord's movie name is name. still rated G, despite the amount of naked dicks in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of ass in that. But uh, I also like that they're dressed, their outfits, like Barney is a golfer for some reason. And yeah. he, he says nothing except pass out. <laughs> are they trying to dress them up as blue-collar slobs? Because yeah. they kind of already are. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're getting trained like they have to be they're told they have to be uh sober and so barney's like three whole weeks with holy wine <laughs> i don't have every barney clip because i like doing the barney voice live. My, my theory here henry and everybody else is that uh homer is undermining barney he's getting revenge for mr plow he's secretly <laughs> getting so. revenge for I mr plow so. because it, it makes me wonder why there weren't more episodes that pitted them both against one another they're great yeah it's the last time that homer tried to be as sober as as barney has to be like he struggled too and it's weird that he, w- he didn't have that struggle at all in this well, episode maybe I'm, maybe homer gets off on being better than barney he has a friend that who is definitely worse than him who makes him look better yeah. by comparison that's he, his addiction that seed that supersedes alcohol uh, <laughs> and uh, but his family is actually well not proud of him Wow, my father an astronaut. I feel so full of... What's the opposite of shame? Pride? Huh. No, not that far from shame. Less shame? Yeah. <laughs> I do love the pride. Pride versus less shame. <laughs> yes. What's the opposite of pride? <laughs> not that far from shame. Uh-huh. I, love that. <laughs> I feel less shame for you, Dad. And uh, I actually think it's an underrated bit when Marge saying all the things she felt, which is oh. her just describing being worried with different words. Yes, like, nervous, sorry. anxious, wary, apprehensive, kind of sleepy, <laughs> worried, concerned. But I think I forgot it always because Homer then immediately goes like, what? That home, The joke was Homer wasn't listening. I wish stopping drinking did make you into a Superman. That would yeah. be really cool. Barney, so this is my first of three clips I have saved here. When Barney does his dance, or when he proves his... Yes, it is from the Pirates of Penzance. Let's give a little here to the original. I am the very model of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fight historical. From marathon to Waterloo, in order categorical. I am very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations both are simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news. Got it. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. Hooray. I will always remember, I mean, besides this episode of The Simpsons, yeah. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Boo. They had an episode where, oh, this is our first big comeback after our showrunners quit. How do we make the best possible show intro? Let's do a parody of Modern Major General. <laughs> no. That is not nearly popular it's enough. It's time to take Rogers and Hammerstein down a peg. Yeah. Wait, that, that was them, right? No, Gilbert and Sullivan. What, what's Rogers and Hammerstein? Um, uh, South Pacific. Uh, the Sin, Cinderella. Okay, so later. But it is totally Aaron Sorkin's like obsession with old uh, old, music. old Old timey things. And that, that is probably my favorite reference to that song, but I bet younger people, Mass Effect 2. Oh, Mass yeah. Effect, uh, oh, Morton yes. singing the song. Yeah. Well, except he replaced it with Celine. Yeah. And Homer, I finally looked up what the full dirty limerick is, and I will say it here now. Oh, please. please do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heard this at camp. I'm going to say a very dirty word here. Yes. Yep. Is a dick. There once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it. <laughs> yeah. He said with a grin as he wiped off his chin, if my ear was a cunt, I would fuck it. 
Jesus, did you break the, yeah. you the Jackie Robinson <laughs> for the, the Talking Simpsons show? I, huh. I said that in quotes, people, but I this is for statistics. Isolate proof. that word. Oh, <laughs> shame him. <laughs> it was on Wikipedia. I, I'm just, but that is the full one. If you ever wonder the C word was in it, where that goes? Yes, I I never knew that he says that he would. It, it almost sounds like he's saying like, look, I don't. I don't like having. I don't like sucking my dick. I just like. Dave, that's the most popular song from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Nantucket, Ireland, and then Danny Boy <laughs> comes after that. Uh, and then we get a fun little montage of them training. I like Homer's medicine that he <laughs> drinks the thing. But uh, Matt Groening hates the Homer turning into Popeye joke. <laughs> it's very cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's funny. <laughs> Not really. I just, uh, it's. Oh, I mean, it's. Oh, it's fine. It's like a five seconds it's long, like a but naked gun joke. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's yes. very on Simpsons. And, uh, yeah, then they have their fight, and it also is another tip that David Merkin is a huge Star Trek fan of the original mm-hmm. series, and the episode in question they're doing, it's mm-hmm. kind of two, yeah, but it's really the Gamesters of Triskelion, mm-hmm. which is, uh, also, they bet Quatludes on mm-hmm. Kirk versus people, but Kirk is fighting regular, uh, like, aliens in the exact costume Homer and Barney are wearing, mm-hmm. but... It also, the same music is played in a mock time when Kirk fights Spock in the Khalifa uh, battle over who has the right to mate in Vulcan Mm, society. And cable guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could tell this is like, uh, there's like pre-internet research where they're conflating two episodes together with very similar things. Well, the music is used in both, but the idea of two friends fighting Mm -hmm. like that is is more from a mock time. But the quatludes and the costumes... Maybe maybe the writers wanted a mock time, and when they gave it to the director, they're like, "Oh, they want they want gamesters of Star Trek." Yeah. It's, it's the most specific Star Trek reference. Mm. There's been Star Trek parodies. I think that's a difference on a difference between the Gene and Reese years and mm-hmm. Merkin. The Merkin wants to get more specific. Mm. That Gene and Reese will make fun of a pastiche of Star Trek, mm. but he's like, "No, I want this episode of Star Trek to be made fun of." <laughs> I'm and referencing that. Everyone's watching this show. Let's watch the episode at least eight times, right? <laughs> the Simpsons will be right back. Hey there, lovely listener. You got a dog in your life that you want to spoil? I wish I did, but I live in the city and it's impossible. But if that's not the case for you, know that this episode is brought to you by BarkBox. And if you go to getbarkbox.com slash laser time, you can try a free month for yourself. What is BarkBox? Well, it's a service that's committed to making dogs happy through delivering four to six natural treats and super fun toys, usually curated around a surprise theme each month, to your door for your pup. BarkBox ships to the U.S. and Canada and, and starts for as low as $20. And just know that you can select not only your dog's size, if your dog has any special allergies, you can let them know. They will ensure that your dog gets what's good for him. And you can even send stuff back if it's not jiving with your dog. Either way, know that all BarkBox's chews, treats, vitamins, toys, all the items in a BarkBox are wheat, corn, and soy-free, so you should rest a little easier. Give yourself or your pup the joy of a million belly scratches and give BarkBox a shot. And again, you listeners can get one month free of BarkBox by going to GetBarkBox.com slash LazerTime. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. Are you already tired of 2017? Jump into the past with 302010, a weekly look back at what happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Here's something you may remember from 1987. Alf had a clip show episode yes. was ah! based on the fact that he shocked himself in the bathtub and in the got amnesia season. in the first season. So Jeez. they, yeah, look, but it was actually controversial because he electrocuted himself in the scene and then parents called in saying like, that's too easily imitatable, I guess. So they changed it that he uh, just got hit on the head, which is the standard stock cliche way of getting amnesia. Yeah, that I can't show. replicate. So they spend the entire episode oh, reminding them of their previous adventures. This is the- January. I know. This means they've only been on the air for like four months. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you got a lot of clips of Elf. There's like nine episodes to a, remember. You know it's a tougher production. There's puppeteering and more stuff. And like involved. the first season has to be in the can. Yeah, yeah. like it's January. I bet there's also a way like put this hey, at the end. Or you something. kids like Elf. This ap- episode is just Elf clips. There's no that's true. Yeah, that's you know, true. father and son stupid talks. Who cares? Oh, the fucking ninety year old dad. Oh, the show. oh, oh Elf! Oh, oh, I constantly oh. have to take a shit. Oh, oh honey, oh, I love you so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Worried Alf and worried Ronald Reagan won't get reelected. Alf, oh, he's in his oh. second term. <laughs> For a third, I wanted to be king. I'm much older than I seem. Oh, why do I have a two-year-old? That's thirty twenty ten. A weekly look back at what happened in music, movies, TV, and games every Thursday, right here on the Laser Time Network. But then they get to meet Race Banyan and Buzz Race Aldrin. Race Banyan. That, which you can tell they redid the book. I bet they just did say Race Banyan. And yeah. like the lawyers were like, no, you got to make it a parody. It's the, the fake name seems like a joke about how they had to change the name. I, almost. Like I James Bond. stupid enough kid that, I mean, I knew Buzz Aldrin was an actual astronaut. Mm-hmm. I just assumed Race Banyan was also an astronaut <laughs> who existed in reality. <laughs> But I must say, uh, this episode will air a few weeks after we record it, but Buzz Aldrin is still kicking at 87. Yes. May the Simpsons curse not strike him down as it has before, the talking Simpsons he curse. He still has moon DNA on him. Let's He's still get punching out dudes in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah he did. the guy kept saying, like, it's, yeah, but it was fake. It was fake, right? It was fake. <laughs> and then it's fun. the greatest. You got decked by an old man who went to the moon. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'd like you to meet the two experienced astronauts who will accompany the winner into space. Race Banyan and Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon. Second comes right after first. Mm. So, Barney, we hear you're <laughs> kicking ass. <clears throat> I uh, don't think this contest is over yet, Buzz, if that is your real name. I believe there is still a little something called the swimsuit competition. There's no swimsuit competition, Homer. You mean I shaved my bikini zone for nothing? Yeah, <laughs> that's not great. Uh, so Buzz Aldrin was not very happy with that line. He uh, he actually didn't say the original line, which was uh, 
second man on the moon his line was first to take a soil sample mm-hmm. but uh oh no the, i had heard it the other way that oh they, really that they didn't okay. want to do that joke because they're like that's too insulting to the second man on the moon and he's like no i don't care i'll do the joke i think he just wasn't totally on board with it yeah. well i mean second comes great after first is funnier than first to take a soil sample i think about that whenever i place not first in something i'll be like this number comes right before this yes. number <laughs> being the second man on the moon is still pretty awesome yeah and this was special too because like it's not that buzz aldrin never appeared on t- tv shows yeah. but he did not do comedy really yeah. he did not no. joke about his career he also didn't have a cool name like neil armstrong <laughs> also but, as homer alludes to buzz aldrin is not his real name it's edwin eugene aldrin Doring. <laughs> was man. Buzz because he was uh, Kevin's brother in Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, different Buzz. Uh, but Buzz would go on to be really funny in 30 yes. Rock. Yes. On 30 Rock, just glaring at the moon. Yeah, I got, I got a oh, yes. clip of that. Would you like to yell at the moon with Buzz Aldrin? Yes, please. I own you. You dumb moon. I walked on your face. Don't you know it's day, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> I really like him in that episode. It's adorable. Uh, but Race Banyan is a yeah. reference to Race Bannon yeah. of Johnny Quest. Mm. Though when I think of him, I think of the greatest Johnny Quest parody ever, Toby Betcher. Danger. Oh. It's played um, so straight, too. Like It kind of went over my head as a kid who had not seen the original Johnny Quest yet. With all the same actors, or not all the same actors, but the same actors in the place of Dr. Quest and Race Bannon. And so this uh, this is a quote I always think of with Race Bannon, even though he didn't actually say this. Can nothing stop this thing? Just let me throw a barrel at it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know what this you is. You never watched Toby Danger on Freakazoid? No. Oh, I, it, well, we were just talking was, about Freakazoid. It, it went to WB. I never got to see it. It was in the first season of Freakazoid when the Freakazoid was basically a, a variety sketch mm. show. Uh, second season was more like, here's Freakazoid and his friends and whatever. But Charles first season was like, anything character. goes. And mm. that was one of the sketches was, they made. It was more like Animaniacs. Yeah, but I mean, season. Venture Brothers is the more much more popular yeah, Johnny Race, Quest Race parody. Race dies in like the first five episodes. Uh, and, I mean, Brock Sampson is Race Bannon, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But except the more extreme Race Bannon. But also in the first season, they got to have characters from Johnny Quest mm-hmm. appear. Mm-hmm. And then in the, from the second season on, they were told, like, you can't not say it's Johnny, but don't actually say Johnny is Johnny Quest. Just call him Johnny. Yeah. Johnny has problems. Oh, I forgot Just, about that, goddamn it. Yeah. 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 But I also thought it was cute that Homer had a photo of Marge in his locker. I thought that was oh. nice. Oh, I meant to mention this when we talk about Star Trek. I was at a Star Trek convention last year and for my company ran a Star Trek trivia contest and one of I think the guy who got every question right and won the first day and we're like you can't compete the next day. <laughs> he was a NASA scientist. Wow. Was like, uh, like that's there were multiple people there who we met and interviewed who were like oh, I'm in the sciences but it's because of Star Trek. I, I, Star Trek. I, I am jealous of Star Trek fans because there are a lot of things I love but then a lot of other things I haven't discovered yet. If you like Star Trek, you had nothing else <laughs> in the universe but that. What about Brett? Brett really, loves really Star good Trek. He d- well, not the first one so much. Oh, I but see. He loved TOS. Yeah, it's it, a little, yeah. He loved TOS. Yeah, he went bad to go back to TOS. He grew up with TNG, but like 
you, it's hard to obsess over anything on that level at this point. I, kinda, I, I, kinda I like say the, as I'm doing my <laughs> 17th consecutive hour of a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of like the original because it's not as much about lore. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, a liberal parable in the terms of yeah. like the Twilight Zone. It's just like, here's a bunch of liberal parables well, about morality. And, and it also is Horatio Hornblower. It is a it is a show about yeah. people on a ship fighting people on other ships. And it's about <laughs> it's about diplomacy and war. Like it is, And it's about the Cold War. Like it's... Mm-hmm. And and it is a liberal's SJW's dream <laughs> of the future, as our haters would say. Stop listening. Please do. <laughs> so then it looks like Barney's got this all sewed up. You've both worked very hard. And in a way, you're both winners. <laughs> but in another more accurate way, Barney is the winner. <laughs> Congratulations, Barney. It's very gracious of you, Homer. Please join us in a toast to, to the, the mission. mission. <laughs> It begins! <laughs> I guess you're the winner by default. Default! Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default! Default! <laughs> Where'd you get that anyway? Sent away? <laughs> There's a running gag of the one guy knocking people out with a blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, or a sap or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, blah, 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 yeah he, sorry, I wanted to cut all that stuff. I just like there's a jetpack just sitting around. Yeah. Just take it. And it's yeah. not alcoholic wine. Yeah. Just but I don't know if it's like beer where there's still trace amounts of alcohol. And there's trace amounts of alcohol and non-alcoholic beer, but I don't know about champagne. It's like 0.23%. So. Yeah, but it could be enough to to, to, to trigger him, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a... I couldn't find a direct reference there either. It Begins just sounds like a funny... So just, yeah. It's just a way of narrating your life. Like, <laughs> Also, I didn't know. Are there actual lyrics to the charge theme? Or they can just easily steal a jetpack and then him hitting the pillow factory and then the being run fa- over by the marshmallow truck. Okay, so the pillow, the, the pillow factory returns. is Klasky Chupo. I yes. think you were wrong in that the box factory isn't, but the pillow factory is. Okay, yeah. Well, I, uh, or the people in the commentary were wrong. I don't know. I couldn't. I could not. Oh, that whole sequence when Barney's both sober and in the air. He's never looked more like Nelson's dad in his entire yeah. life. He like, yeah, it's, it's weird true. to see a ripped, not ripped Barney, but mm. a, like an in-shape Barney where like mm. his torso is sticking out further than his stomach. Even his hair is slicked back. Even yeah. that dumb arc where he's sober, he's yeah, still he's fat still as fat, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's true. When he gets sober, it, it doesn't have this effect again. Yeah. That's weird. I think it just changes his haircut again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Homer, by default, is the guy, and he but he's starting to get nervous by watching an itchy and scratchy cartoon, which is all over the place with references. Yeah, this is uh, of the era of The Simpsons where the itchy and scratchy cartoon was now a commentary on the main story. It just mm. is always related to the main story. It's been like that for at least like two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was it was so all over the place that it starts with the Star Trek theme or a parody of the Star Trek theme. Then alien popping out of your chest, a chest burster moment. Then it becomes 2001. And then I'm going to say the head exploding is Total Recall. Yeah, another Total Recall reference, yeah, too, so, in this episode. So they're all over the place in just like 13, like 30 seconds. And I think it was, I love that joke, but I do think it was the most violent, itchy, and scratchy mm-hmm. to that point. I like, think so, yeah. He gets torn apart like three different ways, and it ends with blood streaking the screen, which like... <laughs> Not every itchy and scratchy cartoon has blood in it. No, I think it was mainly just to uh, like upset Homer. So the most upsetting images Homer could possibly see before going into space were there on the screen. But the joke of saying that the preceding cartoon was too violent, yes. and children shouldn't have watched it. That's a total Merkin thing too. <laughs> yes. Like he's he's for TV violence. Then straight to another reference of 
the right stuff of them boarding the uh, shuttle in slow motion and then Homer ripping out of slow motion <laughs> into regular speed. That's it's it's a really great joke. And animating slow motion is not easy. Yeah. So it's that, a lot of extra drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Homer gets convinced. Uh, by the way, for him. He has to be really stupid to not know how to do a touchstone phone. In 1994, <laughs> maybe you grew up with a dial, but... It's way more complicated than touchstone. <laughs> yes, I know. The rotary phone? Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember having to learn how to use ours. Mm-hmm. So we still had one and one touchstone, one just, rotary. We had one, but it was just fun to play with. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. an old phone. Ooh, to I gotta t- go to zero. I think of this story about every time I have missed an opportunity or chosen not to do something I should have. But on the other hand, when you don't take advantage of an opportunity, you can end up regretting it for the rest of your life. You're right, Marge. Just like the time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. And then when I got there, they told me he just left. (laughs) And when I asked the mall guy if he would ever come back again, he said he didn't know. (laughs) Well, I'm never going to let something like that happen again. I'm going into space right now! Oh, I am so proud of you. And I know it's going to go just fine. <laughs> Homer's tragic story the guy just was like I don't know if he'll come back there, there was, <laughs> I do yes yeah. Mr. T will be back in a mall near you Mr. He'll, T is very accessible these yeah. days he really is you you can't not see him honestly remember like, he was famous for doing almost nothing mm. <laughs> he's around oh come on he, Mr. T Mr. T worked really hard from 1982 like, to 1989 he was a really hard worker there's no brand stronger than Mr. T's I mean <laughs> no one else can have that shtick I mean seriously I guess, yeah. Mr. T was on the A-Team. He was in Rocky Three, a huge hit. He got his own cereal. He got his own cartoon. He mm-hmm. main evented the first WrestleMania and then WrestleMania 2. I mean, Pee Wee Herman ate his cereal in a yeah. movie. That's... DC Cab. I, I, and, and DC Cab. Mr. <laughs> T was a big deal. Then in the 90s, it became... I remember when Mr. T shaved bite. off all his hair. Mm-hmm. And people were like, wait, you're still Mr. T. And then it was sad to see him grow back. Because it was yeah. him. It was supposed to be a statement of like, you don't define me as Mr. T. I'm this guy. And then... Then he realized, like, no, I make more money just, if being, just being in a Mr. Snickers T. commercial. I think it was uh, also post-cancer because, like, Mr. T beat Mr. C. That's and he, like, true. sold his yeah. gold chains and stuff. No, he That's really right. said this. I remember that. Yeah. He also loves his mother in case you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, what's that from? Be somebody or be somebody's it's, fool? For some reason, I've seen be somebody or be somebody's Thank fool. Thank you to Sean. Very many Internet times. legend Sean Baby for revealing that to us in the late 90s. My buddy 2000s. had that on a tape with Woody Woodpecker cartoons like, right in the middle. So we would just end up watching it and, like, I wear these gold chains is because I'm from Africa and I remember that line like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> I, can, I, I can't connect those two where ideas where are these gold chains is because I'm from Africa and in his WWE Hall of Fame speech he talked for 30 minutes about his mother until they they cut his mic they're like you can't talk about your mother this like you gotta say we got other people here man it does seem so, like Mr. T might not all be there so Homer says he I don't know if he's ever been there he didn't get to be, meet Mr. T mm-hmm. but just looking at Mr. T in the Simpsons wiki oh no he was one of the stone cutters, so they <laughs> so might have met. That's him true. There. He met him yeah. there. I didn't well, meet him, but the future, I raved over him. Uh, yeah. So, all, but also in the future, the season fifteen episode today, I am a clown. He, Mister T, actually guest starred. I don't know if he actually met Homer no, in that he episode. Was, he, I didn't watch it. He did. He did. It was. Krusty gets bar mitzvahed, uh, and they bring back Jackie Mason. And, uh, By the way, put, put this out there, season 15, the best season. Sure <laughs> it is. Prove me wrong. We'll get and, there. Uh, and, I can do that now. But <laughs> And he wanted to he wanted to get bar mitzvahed, 
and he wanted to do it simply. Then it gets all show busy, including Mr. T being the officiant of it. Uh, so that, mm-hmm. and he isn't. It isn't his voice, but when they go to Branson, Missouri, he's also there in season thirteen. So Bart may have met him. I didn't get this until now that the the ship being called the Corvair. Oh, that's, yeah. That's just a reference to a old car that was the yeah. Chevrolet. Is it a shitty car or well, that Ralph Nader called unsafe at any speed? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Okay, it, it so is a yes. lost car. I found out the name for it, and if our uh, gearhead Michael Grimm was on here, he'd be telling us all about it. But it was a Jeopardy question, Beavis and Butthead, and that's the only reason I know it. So it is between a Corvette Mm -hmm. and the Bel Air Ah. so it is the Corvair and uh, that's and it's there's no real explanation in the show why why the shuttle is named after (laughs) a a lost Chevrolet car the space shuttle gremlin (laughs) (laughs) I love that Race Banyan hates Homer so much and that he he refers to him as cargo that he wants to sedate (laughs) (laughs) so when they take off this joke kind of baffles me I know I kind of know what why it's a joke but like make rocket go now is that they're saying that instead of blast off is that the joke they actually say that I believe Really? Oh, no. I, thought I don't I, think so. Because like, do. then later it's like, make hatch blow now. I feel like mm. it's just the way to overcomplicate a, an, an easier to say expression. Maybe yeah, like maybe. blow the hatch or blast off or whatever. Mm, I don't know. Constabulate chum scrubbers. <laughs> this uh, is a uh, this is a job for the comment section to yell at us. <laughs> so please do. What so does make hatch all, blow all, now mean? Yeah, all the search results it's are the Simpsons. Simpsons yeah. So uh, perhaps those are. Right. What also I didn't know uh, until looking up was that Lisa's poem to her dad. I was sure it was like, oh, she must have got that from Same some here. famous poem somewhere. But as far as I can tell, it's original. It is an original thing by Lisa Simpson. I did some serious said. research, and you're right, Henry. Lisa wrote that poem. And that the family, I just, as a creative kid in the family who said kind of artsy-fartsy things <laughs> instead of go, dad, go, and <laughs> everybody looking at you, I could, I could identify with that. Just like, go, dad, go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that the NASA people are so in love with the ratings. Like, they don't care. All that, these machines just measure ratings <laughs> it was their highest ratings in 10 years which i would have to think in 87 they had higher rate or 86 yeah. they had higher ratings uh but after that first one blew up how do, how do people not watch well, you want to watch the next one to see if yeah, exactly. uh they bounce back i'm actually surprised there were no challenger references especially with david david merkin's dark sense of humor was it too soon i don't I know too soon. I, that was the first that was i think it the was, first yeah. 9-11 i can remember living and, through. yeah 1993 i think if you made a challenger mm-hmm. joke in the, a cartoon you'd probably you might get called out on it the so. first challenger joke i remember was in the clerks animated series from oh, 2000 yeah. so and, that could have been the first one like and that i, I seeing in yeah. 2000 i did do like a gasp like <laughs> holy shit well, like the class of 1986 or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. And they all got on the rocket. Talking clerks. We're going to do it. Yes. But, all six uh, fabulous episodes, I mean, of which two are good. Five episodes. Lurking clerks. Uh, lurking clerks. Lurking clerks. But I wondered why. I did wonder, how did Homer sneak these chips onto the onto the ship? Did, were they in his suit? Or, mm. But I love this. It's beautiful. It's the most awe-inspiring sight I have ever seen. Giver of life. Mother of us all. Hey, guys, look what I smuggled aboard. Homer, no! Huh? They'll clog the instruments! Careful, they're ruffled. <laughs> I'll take care of this. That might be my... This is a couple qualifiers. This might be my favorite line delivery of a celebrity yeah. who is not an actor. That, they're ruffled. Careful, careful, they're, they're ruffled. ruffled. Yeah. And you, someone, one of our great listeners, actually mm-hmm. sent a bunch of Simpsons action figures. Yeah. And it's all the guest stars. 
and Buzz I'll, Aldrin. And Buzz Aldrin is the one that I like out of that collection. Like that's the best one because Thank everyone, you, all the rest of them are like, oh well, that's a. There's like six members of uh, Michael Stipe. You don't like Michael Stipe? I mean, like, I have the kid. Are, yeah, REM, and then like Smashing Pumpkins. I was given like, the yeah. Kid Rock one, and I was like, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't want to remember this episode ever. <laughs> I threw this away. Don't. Uh, yeah. So then it goes into what I think is one of. If not the most well animated sequence in the series, uh-huh. yeah. the Homer floating and eating the chips. Yeah. The it's entire beautiful. the entire episode was directed by Carlos Baeza, but David Silverman did this sequence. Oh. Yeah, and it was sort of like they went to him. He's like, "Just let me do it. It's all in my head. I'll yeah, just do it for totally. you." And yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Him him just biting the chips. Set to the Blue Danube, which mm-hmm. was the same music mm-hmm. used in the docking sequence in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So another two thousand one <laughs> reference. Docking and sequence I did last night. This was an early uh, okay. This was an early <laughs> use of computer. In the Simpsons animation, I was because the where, chips all rotate in 3D. Really? It wasn't it wasn't 3D animation on the chips. Yeah, it was they used an Amiga to figure out where the shadows would be on the ridges of the chips Holy as they turned yeah. around. Like everything is still hand drawn, but they used a computer to assist them yeah. in knowing how to draw the and different that, shapes. If you listen to it, one of the funniest things I got on 30 2010 was from 1986's Great Mouse Detect, and they talked about yeah for the first time we're help using a computer to help animate this, and it's like well this is going to be all about how they're using computer animation. No, it's about how they taught a computer how to draw. Exactly. And like that was how compu- that's how those sequences came to light. They literally a computer drawing it. And in uh, actually in Bart on the Road, we'll get to that in like a year or so. Uh, they used a computer to figure out how to do that tra- that shot of the car, uh, uh, the yeah. radar love shot. That's yeah. all done with a computer figuring out what the drawing of the car looks like. They didn't actually computer animate it. They used yeah. a computer to tell them what to draw. Yep. That shot of Homer's <laughs> spinning head like his expectant yeah. mouth. I love yeah. that his, his teeth hey. are just And the chips just like like gather in his mouth and he yeah. closes his mouth it's yeah. so great yeah and the spinning homer is just like that if that was all david silverman like massive amounts of respect to him because just to he imagined a three-dimensional yep. homer without like he just drew it it wasn't a computer yeah. and just like wearing a spacesuit too yeah and the way his suit could or the way his head circles around it and then also when he's about to hit the ant farm the way he's trying yeah. to slow yeah, down it's the, like swimming yeah. in, in Which, air the mad yeah. scrambling is really good too and yeah. by the way it's pre- purely visual but the ants arguing yeah <laughs> save the queen yeah. i'm the queen no you're not that feels like a comment on society like no one really knows what they're doing well, I, also, <laughs> especially I, in an emergency as a, as a kid I took it like how do they know which one's the queen they're all ants they all look it's the, the same. one with the vagina <laughs> well and freedom horrible horrible freedom I yeah. love that line so much that is a great line <laughs> and so now the ants are loose in the ship and, and they'll never know if ants can sort tiny screws just, in space if I'm I, every time I, someone gives me chips careful they're ruffled I have to say it anytime <laughs> they're, they're ruffled, ruffled. Yeah. But Homer tears the bag apart immediately like that's why I'd like to think he didn't know his own strength and zero gravity. Shut up. So, Henry, we missed one thing. Uh, during the takeoff, Homer is singing the Golden Grams oh, uh, yes. commercial theme from the 70s, which I've never uh, heard. No, no. It's oh. actually when they're going back down. Yeah. Oh, back down. Goes, okay. He turns into Sorry. Nixon in the liftoff. That's right. I was yeah. thinking of the Nixon joke. I jumped and the gun on that so, one. So, uh, Buzz and actual astronaut uh, Race Banyan, uh, <laughs> what, what are they humming? Like the Battle Hymn of the Republic? Yeah. yeah. They're humming Battle Hymn of the Republic while Homer is singing the Golden Grams theme, which I had never actually... This yeah. commercial's from the fucking 70s. I didn't yeah, see it, so kid, I looked it up for this, yeah. so here's the original. It's the first time I heard it. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Crispy, crunchy Graham cereal family breakfast treat. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Oh, those Golden Grahams. Golden honey, just a touch with Graham's Golden Wheat. 
Man, that seventies dad is about to take a giant rip off a bong. <laughs> <laughs> He smuggled a doobie uh, was, to their. That escape. was surprising to me as a kid hearing that theme because Golden Grams is probably at that point in my life in my like top five favorite cereals. Oh, really, it was, it was so sugary. Tier one, I loved it. It was so sugary. once in a while. See, I wouldn't have it because if I was going to get something in that same shape and hella sugary, I would get Cinnamon Toast Crunch, oh. which is the king yeah. of cereals to me. <laughs> I mean, but, Golden uh, Grams is good like until you're halfway through. Then it's like a wet cinnamon slurry. I still and love you're that. Just like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What do I do with these flat, like, yeah, paper-like like, like things? It's like an inspired crest white strip. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, but that's... But, I, I criticize... Look, when you're writing a show and you want to reference a jingle, there's a line in there that says, it's a new serial. Yeah. They're not going to stick with the yeah. new jingle. No. Go with the established jingle, of but which I, there was not one for Golden But Gold. I guess they're setting up that that's how Homer remembers it, and it's uh, one that's always meant a lot to him since the 70s when that was new. If you've heard Laser Time, I should not judge of how many, how many <laughs> commercial true. jingles I remember. Yeah, like, I wouldn't sing the current cookie crisp thing. Like, yeah. that's one of my favorite community... I'm the Mr. Rapper, and I'm here to save. I love Fruity Pebbles Ooh, and the Cookie Crisp. <laughs> I love that community... I love, the, yeah, the community bit that... That Dan Harmon writes a joke about the Cookie Crisp Wizard, and that Donald, Donald Glover doesn't get it because I don't get it. He was a burglar. <laughs> well, no one knows who King Vitamin is anymore. So King Vitamin, uh, yeah, or Crisp cereal. King Vitamin raining over cut cut well, roof. Speaking uh, of raining over you. something like oh, fire and rain. The ants are loose, and then we get a scene no one expected to ever hear. Buzz Aldrin talking to folk singer James Taylor. This will make no sense to a young person, but he is VH1 the human. (laughs) I I love James Taylor. He's he's great. How you doing, fellas? With all due respect, Mr. Taylor, this isn't the best time for your unique brand of bittersweet folk rock. We have a potentially critical situation here. I'm sure you'll understand. Listen, Aldrin, I'm not as laid back as people think. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to play, and you're going to float there and like it. When you're down <laughs> and trouble. That's the- so, uh, <laughs> former President James Taylor, uh, he has to uh, rewrite his song uh, on the spot because what? it mentions flying machines on, in pieces on well, the ground. So, uh, big ups to James Taylor. He gets paid for two songs in this episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, this is a different song he starts with. Now, you've got a friend he popularized, he popularized in the 70s. Many people have sung it, including Vincent Price on The Muppet Show. But it was written by Carol King, who oh, was a collaborator okay. and I think lover of his. I just but, watched uh, a documentary on her. The amount of songs she wrote and is not mm-hmm. associated with is insane. Same. And but just them floating around annoyed, yeah. having to hear James Taylor sing a live song. Yeah, I didn't even realize until this viewing the insanity that the second man on the moon is talking with James Taylor. Yes, like they're interacting. It's very crazy. <laughs> yeah, hearing and, the audio, they give him a lot of lines. Yeah. yeah. And your, then your then unique James brand Taylor of folk rock. Yeah, and, and listen, I, like, I can't even think of, like, what are are there other instances on The Simpsons where it's one celebrity who's never met another celebrity interacting with the, and they're calling each other by their actual names. I'm it's, sure it's happened, it's yeah. It's a bizarre thing to and think about. Was anybody else, did, were your parents' favorite musician, James Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. My mom and stepdad love him, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, no, my parents love so him, So the flying machine reference like Sorry, like if Al Gore met Gallagher or something. <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, so, they're talking to each other. The song he changes is the 1970 hit Fire and Rain. It 
was written after the suicide of a childhood oh, friend. Oh. And but also, the, he was dealing with depression and drug abuse. That too. And the flying machine in Pieces on the Ground is not a reference to a actual flying machine. It's a reference to his band, The Flying Machine, which was his first failed like band project. I know that. Yep. But that was a joke as a child. I did not get that my mom immediately... Explain to me because is, what's this? Which one's the song about his girlfriend who's flying out to see him and she died in a plane crash? Is that not this? Uh, one? I don't. It's think not this so. one. This is a girlfriend that killed herself while he was, or an old friend of his that killed Childhood herself friend, yeah. while he was on tour for his first album, and people didn't tell him for six months because they wanted him to enjoy his success. Oh. And but of course, then it hurt all the more when he found out. Mm. And uh, that's what the song's about. But uh, as Merkin admits, and I could not capture because I could not find the freaking clip of it. But on the DVD, I know there is the actual audio of Merkin telling him to change the lyrics. Because the joke was in the script they gave to Taylor. Mm -hmm. But as far as James Taylor knew, he was reading the script. He's like, okay, and then I sing Fire and Rain. I don't need to read the lyrics to my own song in the script. (laughs) So then he's singing it normally. And then when he's done... um, Dave Merkin says, um, actually, could you change the lyrics to your song for a joke? And and James Taylor totally goes with it, but that song that means so much to him that then have to tell him while he's in the booth, could could we make fun of it? I thought you knew we were going to make fun of it. They're, they're just, flying safely through the air. I'm guessing this is just Merkin being in love with James Taylor. Oh, of course. Yeah, he I had mean, him on the Gary Shandling show. Too. It's yeah. the Gary Shandling show. And uh, meanwhile... Things look pretty bad to Earthlings. The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality... Uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kemp Rockman uh, immediately sells out all of humanity. All of it. And they have a graphic ready for this event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the ant whipping a human. Is yeah. pants. <laughs> this is my favorite joke. Yeah. I, I, uh, is this the line of the show for you? I don't know. Mm. Uh, the Barney one was took right. me off guard. Yeah. but like, Yeah, I forgot about this. This is the one... It's a. It, we should probably have like a sound effect to, to denote a meme. Yeah. I for one welcome our new our blank overlords. overlords. Our new like, overlords. Yes. That again, it's Simpsons shorthand. It's it was created here for being like stupidly reactionary yeah. to the slightest amount of information yeah. that's not proven true yet, and yeah. selling out everyone the second you can. Yeah, it's like oh, I guess uh, you know I welcome the our new our new president or I welcome our new our new overlords or whatever. I, I loved. I was at a fucking. I was at my girlfriend, a, a girl, my girlfriend's work friend's wedding party. Didn't know anybody, and they're playing like, you know, what do you want to call them? Adult Jimmy Fallon drinking games, word, <laughs> word-based games, and it was all this about memorizing these one-word responses, like you know, Snoopy the dog, and like one of the, the boss's husband just put down as his one-word response. And I, for one, welcome our alien and overlords. That was his. That was his one word response. So I'm like a fuck you to the whole thing. So everybody, everybody had to remember that and say like a room full of twelve people had to remember that phrase and say it verbatim. And I was shocked by how many people didn't get it. Oh, you were like, I was. got you beat all. Yeah, like, I'll say this a thousand times. I'm not bothered by this. This is I the only the word reference. I had memorized. <laughs> you uh, you underestimated me, sir. I got you, buddy. I wasted more of my life. <laughs> uh, but everybody is really troubled by it. I like how Marge immediately tries to 
bury her emotions like, who wants ginger snaps? Like, that, that was cute. I have to call a question on, uh, maybe I need a scientician to explain mm-hmm. this to me, but how would James taylor create a vacuum outside his house in a vineyard you're the outside creating a vacuum within two spaces indoors is one thing mm. but what, building a vacuum outside of a place that is outdoors maybe I, he had some, some sort of dome set up perhaps they were under a yeah. geodesic dome but i did love his cute story that he tells them the science and that's true he actually plan. does live in martha's vineyard or spends a yes. lot of time there i looked that up and that uh that the other guy is ready he's ready with his blackjack again mm. and and that he gets called like this this unkempt youngster yeah it's it's like 45, 50, oh it was 45, 45 okay at the time of the Damn. recording so they let out all the ants into the vacuum of space homer almost flies out mm. and then he is seemingly killed them by breaking mm. the door wait that, that james taylor thing though reminded me of star trek where they made fun ah, of it on futurama where it's yes. like let's explain something in a way the audience can understand like it like letting air out of a balloon no so, like too much air in a balloon oh, too much air in a balloon yeah yes. so like it was a way to explain a complex problem with a with a normal situation a human can understand like mm. a regular human yeah you know i bet that is somewhat of a star trekky thing because they did yeah. that in the original series too then homer has seemingly killed them for like the third time in this episode and he's ready to he's ready to just settle things up with race before they die that's it if i go i'm taking you to hell with me uh, wait a minute race wait a minute wait uh-huh. now i'll bust that pretty face of yours <laughs> oh, stupid bar wait homer if that bar holds we just might make it back to earth hmm I'll bash you. Of Homer, it's a it's a recurring gag, but Homer refusing to save his own life in self preservation. That he he works so hard to uh, wrench it out. It reminds me of this Sir Winkslot scene, actually, where it's like Sir Winkslot bites him, and they're holding him back from trying to kill the pig. Totally. Yeah, it was at this point I probably should have realized that Race Banyan was not an actual person uh-huh. since he wanted to kill Homer. Yes, and and I should have said it. The design of Race Banyan. Pretty much is race Bannon, except mm. with black hair instead of white yeah. hair. It's the exact design mm. from the original Hanna-Barbera cartoon, which is very visually striking and way better than the Yogi Bear bullshit they were yeah. making back then. Way yes. different design than racist Bannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need the White House. <laughs> Zing. That won't be happening by the time this goes We're away. recording this so far <laughs> in advance, I don't want to make too many specific <laughs> Trump jokes because I honestly can't predict them. They'll but, all be in super jail by now. <laughs> and... Well, and speaking of the news, the news was already ready to make their retraction. <laughs> well, this reporter was possibly a little hasty earlier. We'd like to reaffirm his allegiance to this country and its human president. <laughs> May not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. <laughs> what a craven idiot. For now. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, by the way, the spacecraft still in extreme danger. May not make it back attempting risky reentry. Blah, 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 blah. We'll see you after the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But but the second Homer got that carbon rod stuck in the thing, I was like, all right, the carbon rod's coming back. I see it. That's a carbon rod right there. I know you're going to do a bookend of it, but that's when they're going down to Earth, and that's when Homer sings the Golden Mm. Rams theme. And uh, it turns into Nixon, right? No. I'm sorry. Going up is Nixon. I can't keep track of this bad joke. Anyways, I don't care for it. (laughs) (laughs) And while Abe Simpson doesn't care much for drama, I I just love this line. Come on, Dad. You can make it. Oh, of course he'll make it. It's TV. 
yeah. him playing the audience of just like they're not going to kill Homer on the show. Yeah, like, like not afraid. Though it, they it, still have like ten episodes left in the season. It does show like I think it was like season one or season two where we thought like. Oh, Homer ate the bad fish? He might actually die in this episode. Like, when I was I, 10, it I, got me. And there was, no, there was no cynical commentary from the show, like, no, we won't kill Homer. Yeah. It's a TV show. They wanted... James L. Brooks definitely wanted you to think Homer's going to die. Yeah, like, and I believed it. And uh, we talked about it in that episode, but it even tricked me because... It double-tricked me because they had the ad for next week's episode was going to be a flashback to the ah. 70s, the way we was. Ah. So I thought... They're killing Homer and then starting back over when he was a teen. <laughs> like that's it. As a wow. ten-year-old, it made sense. It made sense to me. So did anybody else try to research carbon rods? No, no. I mean they're, they're so used disappointing. In nuclear. Trip. They're used in everything. Yeah. I mean, but the this... last level of Bart versus the Space Mutants revolves around carbon rods, yeah, like finding the, the rods. But this one yeah. is green. Yes. Yeah. And. In irradiated. I, I mean, I like in the sense of the world that up, most up, things glow green. But carbon rods are very common mm. in a lot of things. Yeah. But according to Google in our world, The Simpsons has overtaken uh, the meaning of what a carbon rod. rod is. They're heroes, Chris. They're now our heroes. <laughs> and that is... Then they cra- <laughs> that is the, the fourth Google result. Carbon rod. Buy them at Goodwins.com. Amazon... And then it riding around chauffeured in a car. That's the yes. Google result for That is a great mod. shot. So they crash into the reporter's convention. <laughs> I'm guessing because the controls were messed up, they couldn't safely crash. So yeah. they just, they couldn't safely land, so they ended up crashing. Where Tom Brokaw just was again. He was just there. Which it I, was a weird yeah. camera shake, too. Did you notice yeah. that? It was a very odd thing they normally don't do on The Simpsons, which was clearly a digital effects of shaking uh, the camera, mm-hmm. not uh, a like post Post animation, yes, yeah. yeah. In, well, the, the, the though, if you're a low-level like uh, reporter reporting on the boring space launches, why are you at the, the reporter uh-huh. convention? Front and center? I don't know about uh-huh. that. But it is a space landing, mm-hmm. and there is a uh, tacit agreement. Uh, the reporters aren't allowed to talk to <laughs> astronauts who return from space because mm. they're... Right. Space madness. Space madness, but the, the, the idea of their organs have been <laughs> floating in space and not falling on the sides of their body and when they get back all their shit is sucked into the side and they can barely move and they're they're carried off the ship and they can't talk to and and they're not seen Mm. generally after this so I guess that eating ice cream sandwiches which are actually bars of soap I I didn't mean to ruin the joke but like yeah you don't usually see astronauts for a few days Homer should just be like vomiting after this but the uh, but so Homer seems to be the hero right uh, how'd you solve the door dilemma? Homer Simpson was the real hero here. He jury-rigged the door closed using this. Hey, what is that? It's an inanimate carbon rod! <laughs> In Rod We Trust. Oh, they were just about to show some close-ups of the rod. Stupid rod. Something I've always noticed about that, but never figured out why is the weirdly high-pitched cheers right after the carbon rod is discovered. If hmm. you play it, it's like midway through the clip. <laughs> right. Ladies go nuts it for rods. <laughs> they kind of hit it twice. Yeah! yeah! It seems a little too high-pitched, Dave. You're right. I don't know. I just Weird. imagine like... It's a sound editing problem. It's knows. carbon rods, other carbon rods cheering for that carbon <laughs> rod. I, the stupid rod like. is what I would yell at my pants in the plus in seventh grade. <laughs> The, the the shot of the rod in a convertible it's so by itself <laughs> being driven through a parade is so fantastic. Just highlighting Homer's, again, failure yeah. to and be like a hero. Like a 1950s ticker tape parade. I, yeah. I just that visual, I, always, I keep 
expecting, even though I've seen this episode like a dozen times, like, is there going to be a Kennedy joke here? <laughs> Someone shot the rod. <laughs> they they did so many JFK jokes. Yeah. I'm surprised. There wasn't one. And then Bart draws here on Homer's head in kind of a sweet Dude. mockery of him. We've seen this 2001 parody in a previous episode, though. Yes, Someone throwing yeah. something in the air and then it turns into a fox yeah, satellite. In, in Lisa's Pony, uh, the, it starts with the uh, it starts with the opening. Well, no way. No, it doesn't do the it does do the bone throw. They, mm-hmm. it, it does it to the mm-hmm. bone throw, but it is the past thing. But then this is. Bart throwing the pen instead of the bone that then does the match cut to a satellite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really it, rough match cut, and they mimic yeah. the roughness of the match yes, cut. Yeah. Even though they could make it perfect because it's yeah. a cartoon. But it honestly felt a little flat to me. I was like, other than just saying, like, oh, 2001. This One is more reference. This is also but, a space thing that you I referenced think, earlier. I, I think it might have been, prove me wrong comments, the first time you see the Fox logo animated on The Simpsons. Uh, they made fun of Fox mm, and said perhaps. the word Fox. Yeah. Might be. Yeah, it, is, it, was, it hits Space Baby Homer in the head. Yeah, and it's <laughs> bizarre. That, that Fox logo is far more recognizable now in the Fox News logo. Mm. Fox has not yeah. used that logo anymore, but Fox nah, News yeah. does. The little searchlight. It's not even in mm-hmm. so brass, so great, so fox. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's just letters, three letters. <laughs> but, I mean, this episode was full of so many references yeah. to movies about space that it was not surprising they'd go to a 2001 one, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And it's just like, why is Homer a space baby? Is yeah. this supposed to be the future? Is this now, now you know what it's like is... to watch 2001. <laughs> yeah, it's I think true. it was a reference for the sake of having a reference, that's, like that's in uh, Principal Charming, yeah. the Vertigo stuff, which had no place yeah. at all. It just was like, we can make a reference yeah. here. I, I'm going to, again... Uh, deflect to my 13 year old brain who had never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey at that point I just assumed that because Homer had been in space mm-hmm. that somehow his DNA had been permeated <laughs> into space and his baby was in space wow have you actually seen 2001 because I would love to hear your interpretation uh, is Race Banyan in it because <laughs> yeah. then I haven't seen it I'd say half of 2001 <laughs> but, is an incredible movie and then the rest is like well you gotta be high half is a screensaver you need acid <laughs> yeah. for it but uh but, but man Hal Hal versus the the spaceman is amazing mm-hmm. he is Hal's one of the greatest villains in film history I just love he's, yeah. he's so like he's so condescending to them but so flatly too it's just it's, it's beautiful Dave's not here man <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was Deep Space Homer possibly reference to Deep Space Nine I don't know I guess but so but kind of way I guess these, these titles are not that clever Deep yet Deep Space Nine was new then it was Very a reference new. to the deep state <laughs> the Colorado <laughs> airport no more Alex Jones right. for you, you yes. know I, I said this is one is one of the best episodes I take that back a little bit It I do think it sells at Homer a little bit and the rest of the family have like 40 seconds of screen wow, time yeah. or yeah. something. I do like Marge's stuff in here. But I still think the chips eating is some of the best animation the show's ever, ever had. It's a glorious scene. And yeah, I mean, Matt Groening was right to have reservations, but I feel like they went back to mundanity afterwards and there were no questions. There was no yeah. like, oh, but he went to space. I mean, it was great when Frank Grimes brought it up and it was just a funny underlining of how outlandish the show had gotten over its yeah. years. But um, yeah. But you could hear on the commentaries with Oakley Weinstein, they were very clear of like we wanted to bring Homer back down. He Oakley said it in our interview too that yeah. in in they say look we don't have to name the episodes, but there were episodes where Homer did crazy stuff. We didn't want Homer walking around with a ray gun anymore. And yeah, that that's what they say there. But I I was pretty sure they meant Homer goes into outer space. That's mm, the pretty crazy much episode they're talking about. So I think though Merkin they made the they said it on the commentary. I think it is true. I think they. 
to earn the right to break the show, they mm. wrote a very good episode yeah. for it. They earned it, I think, mm. for sure. And it is very rare in the entire history of the series for the sitting showrunner to get a writing credit on an episode. It pretty much never has happened. They're usually way too busy. I mean, season three had um, Colonel Homer that Matt Groening wrote. Yes. But I don't think three and four had any Al Gina Mike Reese duo scripts. Uh, I think Gina Reese did write Lisa's Pony. Mm, Okay. But but that That was was when Sam Simon was here too. Yeah. And I do believe the episode where Bart is separated from the family by Constance Harm, that that episode is written by George Meyer and Mike Scully. Oh, so yeah. it was Mike Scully co-wrote one while running the show, which they even admit they wrote in a weekend that they just locked themselves That's in That's true, yeah. So it's pretty rare for it's this to happen. It's a very rare thing, yeah. So, but, and and, and hey. this, this episode beloved by NASA. Mm-hmm. Don't you mean NASA? NASA. Yeah. There is a, there was a very early video format sent to the space station, and mm-hmm. there it remains, mm-hmm. where the astronauts yeah. can enjoy it. And on the commentary, David Silverman has an interesting story about Homer in space, of him giving a drawing of the, it just, it's the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like Mark Kirkland visited uh, NASA. Oh, that's right. It was and he Kirkland. drew uh, yeah. Homer on something that they eventually shot into space. That's so, right. It was Kirkland, which had nothing to do with this episode. So, but it still but happened. He was there to tell that story at the end of the commentary. Yes. So he this did has been a good job. talking simple. Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. And my other podcast is Retronauts, the classic gaming podcast every Monday and twice a month on Fridays, random Whoa. Fridays. Look for them then. Uh, you'll find us talking about classic games. If you want to get into the show, look at our archives, find a game or a series you like and download the episode. I guarantee you'll like it. Episodes that Talking Simpsons dudes have been on. We have Bart versus the Space Mutants, uh, Bart's Nightmare. We have a Zelda jingle quiz and we have a Pac-Man holiday special extravaganza, which I really love. So, I mean, you don't need us to help you get into Retronauts, but that can help ease you into the world of of old games. So mm-hmm. go to Retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast machine and you will find our podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. And I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can find all my fun musings on there and it's also where I put the links up as soon as the episode goes live. I put it there so if you want to know as soon as possible. But you can also follow Laser Time Show on Twitter because I immediately retweet it on that account mm-hmm. as well just so everybody knows it happened. Or you can find it out on Facebook too. And mm-hmm. as long as I'm promoting things, be sure to give us reviews on iTunes. We had a nice new slate of new ones and it's always good to get new reviews if you want to do a free thing to help us. Of course, if you want to do a not free thing there's also patreon.com slash laser time right yes. chris yes indeed it's uh how we support are supported how we live how we upgrade our equipment and keep this show going and putting out i wouldn't say quality but painstakingly produced shows yeah. they're quality chris uh, they're, the I nintendo love seal of quality has been applied to all I these lo- podcasts i love what we do and if you do too we encourage you to support us at patreon.com slash laser time in exchange a almost a hundred full length movie commentary should you want to watch star wars ernest goes to jail uh, <laughs> why are those the only two that come to me? Uh, with Back to the Future a trilogy. A bunch of these guys I don't know as of recording time, but I really want to put you on the hook for watching Chipmunk Adventure. Oh, man. I want, oh, to, be on, sure. I want to be on one of those Monday Night Movie commentaries yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun. Uh, we got to do Spaceballs. I'm saying here, Dave, yes. we got to do Spaceballs. You can hear one of the last non-Bart Nancy Cartwrights in that very film. Oh, uh, wow. But wow. it's, yeah, on, on uh, patreon.com slash laser time. Of course, we also watch once a month a cartoon. We sneak onto the internet with our video 
commentary, no syncing required. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watch, enjoy, or don't. I prefer. You, I would steer you towards the Danger Mouse drinking game. That I have watched that, and I I didn't realize how much I hated Danger Mouse yeah. until I watched it again. As an animation twenty five years later, drink every time they try and find an excuse to not animate a mouth, <laughs> and you will be hammered in twelve minutes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, also on that, a weekly show bonus time. Should yeah. a new episode of The Simpsons come on? I got something to say about it. That's probably where. I will do it. Who knows if these guys will be on it from time to time. But uh, we, we do have a revolving so. panel of guests. And, of course, Laser Time, yes. which you guys have been on um, recently for shows about strikes. Oh, they, uh, we, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to talk about mm. obscure superhero yeah, teams. That was a good time. The brief anime chat I was allowed to have under duress. There was a gun trained on me at all times. Yeah. I, I, I saw a pitch for somebody to say we should do a podcast where me and you, Bob, make Diana Goodman, host of 302010, hmm. watch anime with us, and we call it Die Anime. I, I've heard of complaints, and she needs to get over the eyes. I mean, there are Disney characters with bigger eyes. The Anime V. And yeah, uh, laser time. I am actually angling for around July when the new Planet of the Apes movie comes out for us to do a monkey episode, and we would have to have the clip of uh, the ape in this episode. We won't be doing that. You mean, uh, t- <laughs> Tim Allen? Yes. Uh-huh. No, I, well, I didn't comment then. It was it's it made the grunt way more simian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's been Talking Simpsons. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week to ask the question: What the hell are you staring at? See you then. infotainment.